<clears throat> always, always. I want to make sure we don't get no echoes going in the back of here because I got another system for that back there. Usually we get some echoes going in here today. But uh, let's open up with prayer and let's kind of get ourselves in position and just kind of feel the presence of the power of God as we talk about some of the things that are relating to us today. We see a lot of conflicts and chaos that's going on around the world. You know, we look at the book of Habakkuk, he talks about some of the same thing too. He has, yeah, had some problems that's going on back here too, you know, and it seems like why the Lord is not answering some of the things that he sees that's going on and the law is kind of slacking, as he says. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, go some other chapters and look at some other things that's comparing to what Habakkuk talked about. So Father God, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you for this time, this moment that we're spending with you. As always, we come before your throne. Oh, we always ask you to make us be a conduit. Use us as your conduit. As you put the power, the presence of the Holy Spirit to us, Father God, not be controlled by any outside force, but through the revelation, the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, illuminate, transform, change. Let the word always be convicting. Let it be a resting word to the hearts of the people that it bring inside information that will help them in this time and season that they're in. Father God, we just decree the word according to the blood we pleaded, according to the scriptures, according to the precious power of the Holy Spirit in this upcoming day of Passover, which is a very powerful day for me. And we just ask you, Father God, to look over. Each and every one has an ear to hear the word as they go forth on today. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray, Lord. Amen. And I kind of talked a little bit, didn't get into the process about the process of the Passover, but, you know, this is uh, my birthday actually falls on the, uh, the Passover this year. Uh, that's going to be actually Friday, which is actually April 15th. And you look back, and I was just doing some history search on some of the things that uh, concerning the Passover. And I look from 1960 and 100 years back, you know, the Passover the passed four times in the last 100 years. Coming over to 1960, which is my 61, which is my birthday, this will be the first time in my life that the Passover has ever passed in my lifetime on April the 15th, the Passover. So it's a special day for me to look forward to that. You know, being number eight born in the family, which is a completion, not being better than anyone else, but thanking God for the opportunity that he called me in that prophetic walk that I'm doing today and the things that are carrying on behind it is more greater than I can imagine, even understand. Let's look at the word of the book of Habakkuk. Let's go into scripture real quick here, and let's look at this word over here in the area of the book of Habakkuk. I'm reading from the King James Version. Also, we're going to look at the International Version. I think the woman of God, Minister Renee Ellis, is going to be looking at things from some of the Amplified Editions, one of her favorite verses she looks out of. So we're going to look at that. And so we look at the book of Habakkuk. He said, the burden of Habakkuk, the prophet, did say, Lord, how long will we cry? And not here. Now, now listen to what he's saying. How long will we cry when not here? We talk about some things today. Even cry out in the violence to which we have seen. Uh, well, not have saved. He talks about the violence and thou will not save. Uh, so Baca gives a complaint. Now, I want to make sure I get to this first verse because I'm going to run the first verse over to some other things. Then I'm going to get you to see why Habakkuk's complaint is relative to the day based on the fact the way we look at ministry and some of the situations we're dealing with today and how the word of God say in the last days there will be a great falling away. You know, and we look at the times, we look at the book of uh, Second Timothy three, we see these perilous times that's going on. We see a lot of validation in terms of people being promoted. And there's going to be something that they're not and we look at this word once again, he said a burden. The burden is an all call call of a word that he's talking about what you would call a a an evil nation or evil um, uh, things that's taking place in a God-given nation. And what, what Habakkuk is talking about, he's talking about Judah. 
you get on down into particular scripture, just get some history before we get down into it. Habakkuk is kind of uh, kind of wondering why is Judah's laws are not slacking in terms of what the kingdom God has compared them to be. You know, the word of God says obey commands, statutes, and precepts. We talk about how the process of God tells us how we need to be loving to one another. We sit in John 13, 34. But Habakkuk is having some problems with the things that's going on in Judah and its leadership. And why are not God looking at some of the corrupt things that's going on over there? And why is his cry not being heard? Think about it. Sometimes we cry out to God in the midst of the situation we're going on right now, and we seem to not get an answer. It seems like the things are getting more chaotic than ever before. But I go back to the scripture and understand what the word of God says. He said, in the last days, there will be great falling away. The word of God talked about these will be perilous times. So the word of God also decrees and it declares that even though we see all these events taking place, but the time is not yet. Now, he speaks about this over in the book of Mark 13. When he came on the Mount of Olives and talked to the man of God about the process of them buildings that he said would not stand, that every one of them would be torn down. When you go back over, you look at Habakkuk's cry. It's like me and your cry. The word of God says the burden is an oracle, a cry to about a, a we'll call it rebellion, what's a saved nation but doing rebellious things. Habakkuk said the prophet did see, and he said, Oh Lord, how long I cry, thou will not hear. Sometimes we pray and we don't hear the, you know, Sometimes things are going to corruption. It's going all around us. And, you know, well, why aren't you answering this? Well, what God says, sometimes he got to permit these things to happen. To permit these things to happen, why? Like a lot of other things that happen, you see, in the word of God. You talk about the process of Noah. You talk about the process that's going on with some of the issues with Ezekiel. You talk about the situation going on with Jeremiah, which was in Judah, prophesying them about that time, about some of the rebellious things that was going on there. If you read over the book of uh, Jeremiah chapter 7, he talks about the process of those coming in the temple and how they amend their ways, you know, in the process and how they, you know, God will call them to live in this land. But Habakkuk says, cry out unto thee of violence, and thou will not save. Now, let's move on down to this area and look at this a little bit more and get in depth of the scripture. He said, why doeth thou show iniquities? Cause me to behold grievance. I'm seeing some things, and I know you are God, they got the ability to bring restoration to the situation, but you're allowing it to take place for a specific reason. It kind of goes back, I don't say kind of goes back, but it does go back when we look at the word in the book of Exodus. Exodus talks about the division that God will bring from the rebellion and um, from the from the actually uh, rebellious and the uh, good and evil. He said, I will make a difference between my people and these people. This time, this thing to be. And I believe if we take our scriptures and we go to the Bible, we just kind of take a sneak peek over in the book of Exodus. If you were to slide over to the book of Exodus as we lay this foundation about the process of Habakkuk's complaint, and it's a very relevant um, scriptural time today in which we're dealing with because it makes a whole lot of sense in the things that things are going on today. Because a lot of things that we're seeing is happening, we're trying to wonder why is it happening? Why is these things being allowed to take place? Well, we talk about the flood. We talk about a lot of other things. We talk about the process that came up out of Egypt. We talk about the process of division came when he called out to them when they were being corrupt in the process of coming up out of Egypt and half of them got destroyed for the lack of what uh, uh, Moses' brother did building that calf, you know. So um, <laughs> and he called, came up that mountain and he slaughtered them brothers. But you look at the book of Exodus, you go to the book of Exodus and just kind of look at the book of Exodus. God brings a prophetic word in the book of Exodus, chapter 8 and 23. And he begins to bring a word, the same thing with us as of right now. That we as men, women, God, even though we see the negative things that's going on around us, we got to hold on to the faith. We got to believe and understand our personal relationship is more important now 
than ever before. Even though we see a lot of corrupted things going on around us. And it comes back over in the book of Ezekiel. I mean in the book of Exodus. And it goes on that particular 20, um, that 23rd verse. And the word of God says that I will put a division between my people and his people. And tomorrow this sign, this sign shall be. Now this is the word God declares that when it goes to the ninth verse. In this particular ninth chapter. Uh, after you come out of this particular eighth chapter of the book of Exodus. You go to chapter 9. He begins to talk about the process of what he would do for those in Goshen and those who are in Egypt. But we go back to the book of Habakkuk. We look at the book of Habakkuk. We look at it very closely. We look at that particular third verse. He said, Why doest thou show me iniquities and cause me to behold grievance? Why am I allowing to see these things taking place? And I'm calling out to you in this particular second chapter, in second verse, about how I really want you to do something about it. He goes on and said, He says, Spoiling and violence are before me. And there are that to raise up strife and contention. Therefore, the law is slack. It's not been, it's not, it's not, you, you can look at it today and how sometimes the law is in favor for others. You know, based on ethnicity, we might as well tell the truth about it. You know, sometimes people got privileges in other areas of ethnicity than others have. And it's just plainly seen the way it is. But when you look at the world on a, raw, a broad spectrum, we're all in the melting pot together to the point that we got to really help one another, not bring anyone down, but bring each other up to the point that we got to understand what the Word of God says in John 13, 34, and work with 35 and understand the process and what's going on. Come on, one of God, get in here. I want you to kind of discuss this a little bit. Why do all the wicked people got it going on? Hmm. Well, Bucket's a plate, you know. I mean, well, you know, Bucket, yeah.
This is where we are now. Now, Buck is dealing with Judah. If you look at just the process of the scripture being read, you got to look at you know, the contents in terms of it's not just in scripture, but it's dealing with now. And we look at the same thing a Buck of complaints about, it's the same thing we're looking at now. This is why we bring scripture to revelation. We bring it to what we call realities, not the historical things that happened in Buck days, but now. Buck's question is why are you allowing Judah to go unpunished? And then you allow an uh, un evil nation to come punish the Jess. So we look at Babylon. Babylon is coming in to actually uh, discipline Judah. But at the same time we look at that, the word of God makes it very clear. Mm. No, you know, and, and, and it's the same thing you go back to what you just said. You got to bring it to reality now. You know, we got to look at the process that does a vision of God's people even in the midst of things that's going on today. We got to hold to the faith and understand that even though we see the things that happen in the days of Habakkuk, we count on the Lord to do things, but God knows the thoughts and the plans that he has for each and every one of us. He knows the thoughts and the plans he has for this particular nation, this country, and it's us to be able to get on our knees and pray and ask God for the direction through the Holy Spirit in which we should go, rather than looking at it among our own self. Now, Habakkuk complaint was, even though he asked God these questions, they weren't negative questions to the point, it's the same thing that happened with uh, Jehoshaphat. You look over the book of Second Chronicles, Jehoshaphat came come to the same things about the process of those who was coming against him across the great seas of, uh, I think it was uh, Hazat, them and those who were in Gil. You know, they came against him to battle. And Jehoshaphat came before God. He began to ask them questions. Well, Buck would talk about, you know, okay, why do all the wicked people got it on? You know, why does it seem like we as faithful men and women God? Well, they was up in Psalm 73. Well, well, it talks about in Psalm chapter 12 also. It talks about the lacking of, of leadership. All these things in position that we talk about. He said they're faithful. And he says in Psalm 12, he said that they're diminished. We're all the faithful men in God. Where are these people have gone? To the point that now we see that the world is in a position to call the shots more than God. And now the fading away takes place. And we're being more in tune to what the world has to say. And I say validation. We look at the process, we need the internet, we need a lot of things to help us. It's a good part, the internet and all these particular shows that take place. But when you begin to look at it very closely, it's a very corrupt system in such a way that a lot of things are going forth that shouldn't go forth. And a lot of people probably saying the same thing about what we're saying right now. Well, who is to judge? But we're not judging. We just tell you the truth of what the matter is. Everybody's got something and everybody's got a king and a fool to the point they got to realize and understand their complaint is going to be a complaint. And you go back to Romans 8 and 23, for all of us got something we're dealing with. For all of us have fallen short. Habakkuk's got some stuff he's dealing with too. And even though the process of Habakkuk's complaining, he wasn't really a, a, you know, you read his history, I mean, as a prophet and all the prophets, they weren't perfect in their walk either. But we all got to look to the point that Habakkuk's making a relevant statement here based on the fact of what we call our, uh, we look at the commands of God. It'll be all my commands, all my statutes, all my precepts. So uh, when you look at the scriptures here, you talk about some of the historical background, uh, you're looking at an evil nation of people that's coming to punish a just God nation. And 
Hubbuck was kind of confused about that. And we look at the process and we're looking at things now in our own life. Why is the wicked seem to be more prosperous in their doing than the people who said, according to the word of God, I give all, I, you know, uh, what is it, Proverbs 10 to 22, all the blessings I will bestow upon you, the blessings of the Lord didn't make it rich and added no toil. And then we say, okay, well, Lord, why, they, why they got it going on? Well, why we can't get up? We're supposed to be a chosen group, a royal nation of people, but it's not in the materialistical thing. This is what we got to get people to understand that. It's not based on the material fact. It's about your relationship with Christ and the provision he's provided to you according to his word. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you, but I'll be with you to the very end. He never said, I'll give you all the riches. And some people like to use Abraham as an example, even though he had money. But we got to be rich in spirit to understand that we obey the commands of God in the midst of diversity and adversity. We fall in that Psalms 91. We're under the shadows of the Almighty. We'll see a lot of things going on in the days of Abaka, even in the days now. It would seem like the wicked got it going on, just like you just said in Psalm 73. They say, wait, hold on a second here. You know, it, they, they got it going on so good, man, I, I, I want to go and be with them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they got it, I mean, seriously. Because we've been a people who are called to be the world priest, the world nation. We talk about it in the book of Ephesians. You know, we're predestined. Predestined what? The commands, the power, to God's good will. And what we talk about, he came to women have life and have more abundantly. But now the world has turned so many things into, into what you call a materialistical view of God's blessings. You know, give me, you know, I talk about it openly. A lot of people hear me talk about it. You know, God told me to tell you, or God said this, or God said that, give me. So you can't use God more for peddling and giving people information to make them feel good because now this is what the world is falling into. They fall into the concepts of what people say, well, God told me to tell you. And when God told me to tell you, they use the aspects and they, they hook money chains onto it. Well, if God's got a prophet before you, like he said, name is eight and, what is it, eight, three and eight, if there be a prophet among you, then I'll show you who that prophet is. That means you got to be able to understand that because a word comes to you, you just can't take it and run with it. You got you to take that thing before God. And I think you talked about that, about if it's a staff with two or three witnesses, then that thing will be. That means you got to lay in that. You just can't take it and run with it, but it's got to be an established word. Yeah. yeah. Let's go down here a little bit. Let's, amen. Amen. Go one over. That's one over. That's one over the Psalms twelve. And let's look at some of the things that you know com, that compares with Habakkuk was saying. I know we talk about uh, the word of God dealing over it, like the Psalm seventy three. But you know, sometimes you know your heart faints. When I say your heart faints, because you know, when you look at Psalms twelve, it's almost like he's saying, "Man, look here." You know, I, it ain't nobody that I can trust. And sometimes God allows these things to happen in your life <clears throat> to turn you to him and not turn to people. Now, now, now I don't want you to get to understand, God has men in the land. You got, you know, we, we got the fivefold, but the fivefold is not a process of looking for what we call um, approval or validation. I'm the stuff, I'm the man. Now, everybody's got to play the position on the field, whatever category you be, group of prophets, or whatever it may be, group of apostles, pastors, evangelists, no one is greater than anyone else because everybody's got to work to come from the kingdom of God. You got to play your position and stand on the wall and do your work. Amen. That's what he says. That's what he says. Amen. Yeah, that's what Jeremiah tells me. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's right. Yeah. Is God breathed? That's the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Now, think about his inspiration. Amen. 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 That's right. Profitable and doctored. I mean, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got to be thoroughly furnished by understanding your walk. When this scripture says it's over in 2 Timothy 3 and 16, it talks about the process of the scriptures are not a word. That's, it's not a lying word. It says like in Isaiah 55, 11, and the word God gives you and he calls you into the work of the ministry, he said he's going to make sure the work that you're doing is accomplishing good based on the scriptures of sparring you to the inspiration of that with the work you do or be profitable for the doctrine of what he called you to do. I mean, the work on what he called you to do. It's going to lay hold. It's going to show proof. goes back to John 13, 34. Okay, John 13, 34. And you look at Galatians. Galatians over there in 5, 22 and 23. These, these, these attributes have to be in you as being a person who walk in the profitable doctrine, the reproof and the correction to be a righteous man of God. The Bible tells me Psalm 84 left, I walk upright, you know. Mm. Amen. Amen. Hmm. That's what he said. Greater. Yeah. Amen. 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 Your obedience to the Holy, that's right. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we're examples. Yeah. 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 Counting our robbery. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Open invitation. Yeah. Free will. That's right. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 It's a process. It's all the divine. It's, it's, all, it's all. Everything is processed. Man. You talk about the process and the Holy Spirit. Everything that's designed that's created has a process the way it comes in the outcome. I don't care what it is. I mean, we can look at all the equipment around. We can look at our clothes. The final outcome of anything determines what's put into it correctly for the design to be properly respected and an eye appealing to the person that want it. If y'all can understand what I'm saying when I say that. I think I made that very clear. You know, you got to be a person that, that has an opportunity. You got to be a person that has the, the, the lifestyle of a Christian to the point that people want to draw you. Listen to what I'm saying here. Not based on the name or title of a role, but the power of the presence of the Holy Spirit that resides in you draws people to you. Not because of the name. Come on, man. That, that's what he says. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I draw, man. That's right. Mm -hmm. 
That's right. Mm. Mm. Amen. 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 Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Amen. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Something draws you to. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's what Mother Deputy Zion. That's where Zion is. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, all. Mm. 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 Yeah, you want it. Yeah. Yeah. The sweet smell of the raw. Yeah. 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 It's like a good smelling meal that draws your nose. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What is that? That's good, you know. Yeah, that's the power of the Holy Spirit draws you. It's amazing when you talk about that. When we think about that, when you, when you take those kind of, when you take those kind of um, invitees or those kind of um, works, and you begin to, as the Holy Spirit, He roths it into you. You know, when when God creates you, He designs you, He made you already with that in you, and because of some of the disappointments that you have, whether it be ministry and life. It can cause you to kind of drift off course. This is why the Word of God tells us that you got to, He'll lead you into all truth. That means you got to depend on the Holy Spirit through heartbreaks, through problems, through ups and downs, through proclivities. Even when things don't seem to work out right, I was praying about a process that's going on with one of my family members about how some things that went down the pipe, but God declared to me it won't be that way. Because I think about how the Word of God says that He's a, He's a, He's a never changing God. Y'all understand what we're saying here. That when God puts a word to go forth in your life, you as an individual got to depend and got to stand on God's word despite of what it was said in the verbal sense. Because the Holy Spirit is always working behind the scene to release something far more greater than you can imagine if you think of. You got to understand that. Though you look at a situation that may not look the way it seemed to be, don't act out on it too quick. Just wait on the Lord. That's what I'm going to say. Those who wait on the Lord. Prayer. What is it? Matthew 6 and 6. You got to go in your closet. You got to wait. Don't be so quick to draw an attitude or draw a problem or have some kind of discouragement about what you've heard. Because that's going to be a foul word to the Spirit to throw you completely up. And what it does, it breaks up good relationships. It breaks up good intention that you have because now it causes you to be disconnected. And that's what the enemy's job is to do. He wants his job is, he, he's a woman of God, he's accuser. That's what God said. He's accuser of the brother. Let's look at some things over here when David talks about on Psalms 12. And we're going to look at some things in Psalms 12. And David really kind of you know, it's kind of a heartfelt thing for him, but, you know, and, and, and I've, I've been through this before, what he's talking about over here in uh, Psalms 12, over here to talk about, and I, you know, have asked these questions. When the Word of God declares the help, Lord, for godly men has ceased. Well, understand, Habakkuk's pretty much saying the thing about the law in terms of where's the law when all this evilness is going on. 
But when we look at the process of how we look to people in terms of how we need direction and correction, and I've thought about this, and, and, and I want to kind of go off course on this for a minute. You know, when you teach a, when you teach a kid to ride a bike, y'all understand what I'm saying? They become more stronger with the maneuverability, the way, the handling, the way it's supposed to go. And then what you do, you let them go. Well, what are you saying here, Apostle? Once you train up a young minister, a young man of God, it ain't always to you to hold on to them. So when they want to break free and get out the nest and go do a work, ain't no sense you throwing a tension tantrum to get mad and trying to hold them back. And then you want to go back and push them down from the work and what you called them to do. Why would I leave my daughter to ride a bike and then go push her off the bike? And this is what we have sometimes when David's talking about this. He said, help, Lord, for godly man is seed from among the faithful, among the children of men. I mean, where are, all the, where, are, where are the good people at that keeps me encouraged and keep me moving forward? He said, they speak vanity with their neighbors, flattering lips, and with a double heart they do speak. Now, that double heart is something when you understand how you help a person and you take them into your custody or under your wings and all of a sudden they begin to grow and expand and you still want to hold them. Once an eagle pushes a baby eagle out the nest, you should see the process and what takes place. It's actually she don't even care for her baby. But if that baby don't take flight for the time it hit the ground, it just won't make it. And sometimes before it even hit the ground, she swoops down and catches them and brings them back up. So when we look at men and women God in the ministry, when we train people, it's not for us to hold them in captivity. It's for us to let them go. And when they go out there, it's like me leaving my home for my mother. I got to go back to visit her and talk to her when she was in our time of living here. Same thing with you. You go back and get the wisdom from them to help you direct in, in the process of what you're going. But in, the, in this particular area, David said oh, in this particular area, he said, the Lord will cut off all flattery lips, tongues that speak at proud things. Notice what he's saying here. Who was said with our tongues, we will prevail, our lips are our own. Who was Lord over us? And that's a rebellious individual right there. To the point they got a way that they want to do whether what God want to do it. So when God tells you to train up a man or woman of God in the way they should go to come time to release them, you don't badmouth them based on the fact and the mistakes they may need. You help them in the process of moving forward. Look what it said here. For the oppression of the poor and the shining of the needy, I will say of the Lord, I will set them in safety. Those who puffeth in him. A lot of people are being cut down. For the fact of the things they made decisions on because they was never under your umbrella. Now, I hate to say it, and a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people like to hold you under their umbrella to the point of making themselves feel a little bit more validated over you. But when God calls you to do a work, you look here. The Bible said you got to move. You don't got time to hang on to somebody. Sometimes you get caught up with accolades and people bumping you up and making you feel good. They gave a prophetic word, that's that in the other world. Your job is to understand that in your work, you got to get on your knees and ask God for direction. That's what Elijah did. That's what Ezekiel did. That's what Jeremiah did. They sought the Lord for the direction in which they needed to go. And the word of God comes back to Amos 3 and 7. If there be a prophet to help you in the work, then I'll show you who it is. On the way, you're going to meet some more people. There's nothing wrong with that. People helping you in the ministry. I meet people like Dr. Dale Wilson, people like um, Apostle Von Peaks, Apostle Oscar Walker, Bishop Raymond Johnson, great men of God in my life, but they can't hang on to me to the point where God has called me to go. But I do ask them for advice. And what we have sometimes, and this really in the Afro-American churches, like we want to hold people under covenant. Now, it's in Caucasian churches, too. You want to hold a person in position when you see them moving up the ladder a little bit more greater. Well, just think about it. A family member and a man of God or a woman of God want to see their children prosper beyond them. And y'all listen to what I'm telling y'all. The word of God comes back on. He said, the word of the Lord are pure words. Tried in the furnace and purified seven times. I mean, everything that God declared over your life, man and woman of God. 
You don't make a soothsayer or tell you nothing about what you're going to fall, what you're not going to have, because God said you are wonderfully made. Go back to the book of Ephesians. He makes it very clear in Ephesians 1. You are predestined, designed and engineered for the purpose in which he called you to be. And it ain't a demon, it ain't a devil in hell can pull you back from the destiny that God has for your life. He goes on, he speaks of this word, he says, that should keep them, O Lord, that should preserve them. From generations to come, that everything that we have learned from the time we are are to teach our children, train them up in the way they need to go. Don't hate on them, whether they be your physical children, whether it be your spiritual children. Help them to move forward. Elevate them. Push them out and let them go and continue to conquer in this new time and season that they're in. The word of God says over here, he said, when the wicked walk on every side, they left men I exalted. That means negativity will always come to the point to try to tell you now that make you feel opposite what God already planned for your life. Come on, woman of God. Oh, my goodness. Two months straight, God gave me that scripture when I was going to trial back early in my ministry, when I was looking to men to help me and push me. And all I was doing is getting pushed aside and shut down. And me and my wife was getting controversy. And, you know, I don't talk about those things a lot because I don't like to bring them up. I like to make them as been experiences that mold me and made me who I am today. A lonely one. Very lonely. Heartbreaking. It's very sleepless nights. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Come on. Come on. He's, he's yeah. 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 Let feels get yourself up out of loader bar. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you gotta be authentic. Yeah, yeah. He knows the heart now. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Pushes you over there. He invites you in. Yeah. That's where the greatest work takes place. That's where your greatest work takes place. Right there. Yeah. Yes, that's. Yep. That's where all the molding takes place. Right there. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's just like you just said. I mean, you know, um, you know, John thirteen thirty four. Not just to throw out there. It's a powerful uh, direction, a stream flow, and how we look at the Proverbs ten and twenty two. You know, we look at the Proverbs, the process of how uh, Jeremiah one and five. We look at the process of how. You know, we look at these variable scriptures, um, Jeremiah 29, 11, uh, Jeremiah 1 and 5. We look at Isaiah 50. I mean, these things are direction to help you. As long as the word of God says in Psalm 84, if you walk upright, well, what does walking upright mean? When I be all the commands, all the statutes, and all the precepts. The word of God says, okay, that's nothing I hold for you. Matter of fact, when you look at Psalms 84, 11, real good, he said, I'm a, he protects you. He said, I'm a son in a shield. And when God commands a word in and over your life, it ain't no man that can give you what God's already put in you. And that's why Jeremiah 29, 11 said, it's a plant. Yeah. 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 Of God. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. His righteousness. Yeah. 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 Mm. Mm. Yeah. 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 Because these battles, sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Because some of these battles you can't handle. You might as well face it. You can call all the people in the world degrees. I don't care what, how many alphabets they got behind their name. Sometimes you will never get an answer the way you want it until you come to God. You won't get no sleep if you talk to God about it. I guarantee you. I know what I'm talking about. I know them nights. Until you, you, you won't get no sleep. You won't get no rest. Until you talk to him about it. When you look to M-A-N or W-M-A-N to the point of solving your Jeremiah 29, you done already messed up. Because what you done done, you done stopped the flow of the conduency that God allowed you to be in terms of what he's putting through you, through the Holy Spirit. And that's what God said, that he puts the words in your mouth. Everything you need to say. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, right. A God. Yes, right. They're pure. Yes, right. Yes, right. Yeah, that's right. Yes, right. Yes. Sure word. A sure word. Isaiah 55 11. It's a sure word. It ain't going back. Yo. Now. Now you you I mean you might as well just kind of broad, broad, broaden the span and look at it. You know, sometimes we put things so um I'm a relevant teacher. Cause I deal with relevant things and I put words in relevant times. I I can care now I ain't saying negatively. I care less about the history of what happened in the Bible because what's happening, the word of God is a roadmap for what happened with them, how to fix the very things that happened back then with you now. And most people don't articulate that because we use the words of God like stories, amazement, things that make you feel good, educational words to the point where the same thing happened to Obaka as the same thing happened to a lot of us right now. Well, Lord, what's in there all these so-called people to call themselves big shots making them make all this money? Don't, why does it seem like they got it going on? Why can't I get the home or the house or the car or this, that, and that? God said, it's really more. See, when you begin to come into covetousness, that's a dangerous thing. You watch yourself. You watch yourself. Because what covetousness does, it pulls you out of the ramification of the glory 
than what Christ has in store. But what do I mean when I'm saying that? You get more pride to the stuff, things, validation, the position, rather than giving glory to God. And then you know you're on a bad turn with him then. That's why the word of God says it's a way that seems right to a man. Just like he, what is it, what is it, Matthew 7? He said, beware, what is it? When we go over to Matthew, let's look at Matthew 7 for a minute. That's the woman of God. Go over to Matthew 7 with me for a minute. And look at Matthew 7. Let's look at this. I think it's 7 and, um, and it's, it's very powerful when he said it. You know, in Matthew 7. And he talks around that 13, 14 verse, around that 15 verse. <clears throat> I think he talks about there around the particular area of the 13th verse. You no, know, he really starts on the 12th verse. Therefore, all things whatever I would, uh, would that man should do to you. In other words, God's telling you right here. See, this right here in the 12th verse, this is your Galatians. This is what the woman of God talks about, your Galatians 5 and 22. You see, when you look at this along with Galatians 5 and 22, you got to base this along with what the Word of God say in terms of um, uh, John 13, 34. He said, therefore, all things, whatever ye would that men do to you, he talked about you do that to them. And see, you, this is the law of the prophets. Treat them as, see, Jesus was a prophet at the same time, the Messiah. But the word of God said these laws in place will help you gain the prosperity and the love, not in just physical, physicality and confidence, with the Lord. He gains favor with God. But he said enter into the straight gate. See, a lot of times we see things that look so broad and it looks so good. It looks so worldly. I mean, wordly, not worldly, but wordly, it draws us on, but it's just words. It sounds good. It's educational. But the power of the Holy Spirit is not in there anywhere. So what we call this, we call this flesh-moving sermons. If y'all understand what I'm saying, it grabs you from the educational point of view, from the knowledge point of view. It makes you feel, but the spirit is lacking. So when you talk about the process in the 13 verses, entering to the straight gate, because wide is the gate, and narrow is the path that leads to destruction. But what are some of the destructive things that we fall into in this day and time? Deception. The word of God already told us right there. In the last days, that'll be false prophets. See, they're going to come. They're going to pull you out of line and make you feel that what they're saying is more credible for them than what God has said. So what you do. So that's what Peter said. Who we, well, who we going to believe? We're going to believe men or we're going to believe God? So Peter is actually saying, you need to see God for whatever is going on in your life. It could look at the M-A-N and W-M-A-N with the words they say. And if that be one among you, according to Amos 3 and 7, then God said, I'm going to show you who, it's made, who that person may be. And that's what you're just talking about. It's got to be established. Amen. Oh, oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Make it known by the witnesses that you said, the, the, the three or three witnesses, yeah. Yeah, or he's going to identify, yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, second, you know. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The meat and the bones. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's what, your, that's what you said in Second Timothy 3, 3, 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm hmm Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm hmm mm hmm mm hmm Yeah. Mm hmm 
too loose. Yeah, yeah, it's too loose. It's no, it's no, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on, woman of God. That's that's the conduit. You know, when a pipe bursts, come on. Yeah, that's right. When a, when a pipe breaks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, a, when, when as I said before, you know, and, and I don't want to reiterate it, when a pipe breaks, we all know what happens when a pipe breaks. It causes massive, we've seen the destruction that it can do, as long as it's not falling in the narrow path of which is designed to flow in. Once that thing ripped, it tied up some stuff. We've seen dams break because it fell out of the category which is supposed to design to be structured to move in. Same thing with the Word of God. When we get away from the Word of God, we, we, we become in the destructive path. And this is some of the things that Abaka was talking about. You know, hey, man, look at these, these guys out of order, man. And the law not even holding these cats, man. What's up with that? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that means, that means, that, that means, that's, Man, come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's pressure when you walk upright. Everybody and everything's going to come against you because you're not doing everything like everybody else. Like my wife said, you want to live in the chaos other than above the chaos. You want to do what everybody's doing. Everybody got it going my way. It feels good. This is what's happening. This is what's going on. This is what they want. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Tear your head off. Yeah, yeah. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. You know, I don't know what it is, but something wrong. Because I'm telling you, you will never enter into the work of the kingdom of God. And I was talking to a good friend of mine, um, uh, Brian Pritchett, a powerful uh, young prophet evangelist out there in the city of Oklahoma. And he was talking about how he does his work out in the park. And uh, a word came to him said that he had obstacles. Well, baby, ministry is obstacles. It is hurdles. It is dip. It, it is ups and downs. It is loops. It is bumps. But the Bible said you got to know how to endure. Come on. Yeah, yeah. you got up. Yeah, I'm telling you. Because some stuff, I'm telling you, woman of God, I can remember some times, and I know we got to get out of here. I can remember some times when I got on praying. And as soon as I got on praying, boy, the devil hit me with a, and knocked the wind clean up out of me. Why? Situation, circumstance. Just when you think this moving right. I was, I was coming home just this past week. I was coming home this, just this past week from doing a, a marriage with a good friend of mine. Uh, some good, y'all excuse me for that. A good friend of mine. And on my way home, I'm not going to tell you what happened. Even though I've done something good for the kingdom of God and bring in the water something else into the assembly of a covenant, a right covenant, wasn't living these estranged covenants, you know, everybody just living together. No, I mean, you know, you want to walk right. And so once I saw that and got it together on my way back, feeling good about what I've done, boy, I'm telling you, it ain't, it wasn't pure hell that broke loose, but the enemy will try to do everything to distract you. 
off of the good things you've done. You know, the Bible talks about the good deeds that a man would do and followed by the bad deeds. And which one you which one would you compromise more, the good or the bad? Because the bad uh, a whole for a moment, but the good carries distance. That's why Paul talks about the race. It ain't given to the one, you know, certain impacts ain't the devastating impact. It's when you do not the way that God wants. It's a constant impact that hits you. One hit ain't going to hurt you. You can shake that off and keep moving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's a constant rap. It's constant, you know, through the, you, the spirit leading you. Yeah. Oh, man, James. Yeah, yeah, boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a work. That's a work. That's a work. That's a work. Man, it'd be about this. Yeah. Yeah. The fire, man, that trial. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then the final word that you said, in, in, in woman of God, like you said, that final word, like you said, that in, in, in Psalms 12 and 6, when he finalized that thing, with Isaiah 55, 11, but in Psalms 6, he said, you got to be twisted. The word of the Lord are pure words. Man, you know, my word, my stuff is tried. I don't know what kind of stuff you got from somebody to make you feel good, but I got a distance word for you that'll hold you through any proclivity, any problem in your life. Uh, let's get out of here. So bless you guys to join us here at HNOC Studios. Those who join us on our active Facebook channels, Twitter channels, all of the podcast channels, dealing with pod chasers, our iHeart radio stations. Better love and God, you just are going to catch us on Facebook channels. We catch us on our Axie Villain stations. A lot of great work we're doing at HNOC Studios. Uh, once again, I want to let you guys know, trying to get in our kudos. You know, got a, your birthday's coming up the 15th. You know, that's Friday. And I think that's a blessed day for me. Um, in spite of, you know, it's just, you know, it's something encouraging to me that God gave me the midnight hour and told me about that. And it came from my wife and said, you know, your birthday. I said, wow. But, you know, but uh, it's, it's, it's a blessing to just have, for wherever you are, wherever you may be, you know, we want you to understand that there's nothing too hard for God to do. It ain't never. I don't care. I don't care if you're so far down the ground, somebody got to pump light down to you. God is a sustainer, and he is a, he is a God of his word. You got to hold fast to the faith. Don't let the enemy disrupt you, pull you, torque you, shake you, and jerk you and make you feel like you're just a rag down. Stand firm in your word. And know whatever God declared in your life is a firm word. It will go forth and it will not come back void. Father God, we bless you. We thank you for the man and woman of God that's been a part of the service on the day, popping with the fire and the presence of the Holy Spirit that only can be relevant to you. Father God, go into the households of every man and every woman of God. I'm asking you to move, convict, and arrest. I declare, Father God, that you begin to shut down if he ain't already everything that's not like God. Going to the corridors or the hospitals, wherever there may be, the sick and afflicted. You said in your word, Father God, you're the creator of all flesh. There's nothing too hard for you to do. Move the only way you know how to move. 
touch the households of all of our children in this rebellious spirit that's going out in the world today to make them feel the opposite of what you declare them to be over in the word of the book of Genesis, Father God. I just decree, I just declare according to the spirit that you bless my household, bless the woman of God, Minister Renee's household, your households, all those who are listening, all those across the world, wherever you may be. It's not a word to make you feel fluffy, but understanding that you're going to have to pray in this season and time that you're in to know that God plan for your life is more than what you can see. Father God, look over this radio ministry, this word that goes forth here to HNOC Studios as we continue to go forth and do the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost that men and women God may know and will know that you are God and beside you there is on other move. Father God, through the four winds of the Holy Ghost, I'm asking you to convict, I'm asking you to rest, move extraordinary in the lives of all those who feel opposite what you declare them to be because you said, according to Jeremiah 29, 11, you are the plan and the fault for each and every one of them. And it is a good plan and not of evil, but I expect in future, Father, to give them things that they've been asking for as they come and bow to their knees and know that you're God. Beside you, there's no other. Father, as we leave this station, we will never leave you. Touch us through the power and the presence of your word, Father. God, shiver and shake us in the midnight hour that we may clearly know that you are yet among us the presence of your spirit which you declared according to your word. These things we speak not of ourselves, but the power of the most high God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I pray, Lord. Amen. Go to harvestnewlifechurch.com. You want to get a hold of me to see the work we're doing at HNLC Studios. If you want to get me by email, go to harvestnlc1 at gmail.com. You want to text a prayer request. You want to get a hold of me. If you're not too far from me, you want to have a wedding, baptism, whatever it may be. I'm there to try to help you the best way I can to get you in the position you're in. Call me, 214-897-9554. As a woman of God, Minister Renee Ellis gives you information. The man of God, we're going to get out of here. Amen. 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 Yes. Amen. Powerful service. Yes. Yes. just a blessing. It's just a blessing and encouraging word. As I said before, we have multiple stations that we're part of. Um, 
you know, pod addicts, pod chasers, as I go through some of the free, you know, we got over 300 different platforms here on this radio station, and everybody ain't available, go to them all the time, but we do make a lot of things available for you that you can come and check out, and just some of the words that we have, we don't know. Of course, the Woman of God's on our Spotify stations, uh, we hear it also on our Spotify stations, our iHeart radio stations, our actually Google podcast stations, our cash stations, our dad stations, our pod addict, you know, the number of stations, pod chasers. I mean, and those links off into various stations. Other than that, we're not just, you just don't see us on Facebook, Instagram. We're on multiple radio stations across the world, not just in the particular here in the United States, but all over the world. Uh, this work has been going on for 28 years now with this woman of God that's with us. has been coming on board and helping us to go forth and do the work. And we thank God for each and every one of you. My question to you, my word to you, love people. Don't hate on them. Don't put them down. Don't make yourself feel um, that you're, don't be the pity, don't be the, <laughs> the party pooper. <laughs> be the good person to help um, say something good about the people in terms of what they're going in their life. Be a good person. And this is what you have to do. This is what God, this is what God's going to find out about you. And today, woman of God, peace to you. We're good. To the woman of God, Pastor Patty Ellis, my beautiful wife, go to her, go to her Apple podcast stations. You'll catch her. Just go to Apple. Most of you got your little phone. You got the, if you got Android, if you got um, your iPhones, yeah, you, you just go check her out. She's a very humble woman. She's a very powerful woman of God. She never exalts herself. She just, she's just laid back. I'm you, I learn more from her than I learn from my own ministry. So, hey, look, we love you guys. Minister Renee, it's always a blessing. We're going to chop it up again. Hey, hey, hey God bless you. And to you guys, y'all take care.